I aligned myself with what I truly wanted and what my heart desired, I was able to create that within my life and I was able to just be a happier person because of it. And my thoughts had to match that too. Whatever pathways you want to strengthen, zero in on them. Every emotion and thought reinforces a pathway. Identify that. Identify the pathways you're creating in your life and choose which ones you want to strengthen. Like, make a vision board. Create, like, affirmations that you repeat in the mirror every morning. Like, look in the mirror and, like, say it 20 times and believe it. Look at yourself in the eye and believe that shit. What are you trying to invoke within yourself? What are you trying to cultivate? How do you want to feel? What life do you want? Align your thoughts, your energy, your vibration, your frequency. Every single thing about you has to be in alignment with that in order to create it. It's Fair, your host, and today's episode is all about the power of your thoughts and intentions. There is so much research that reinforces that how you think is pretty much going to be a great depiction of how you view your life, your happiness levels, and what you're actually attracting within those interactions and then the engagement with the world around you. So I decided to do an episode on really recognizing what your thoughts are and are they supporting your dreams and the things that you are wishing into your life, fantasy of what you want your life to be, or are they hindering you from getting there because of limiting beliefs? And one of my favorite um, really spiritual like leaders and thought-provoking people that I have followed for many years was Peace Pilgrim. And she said, if you recognize the power of your thoughts, you would never think a negative one again. And I think this directly applies to how we perceive situations, interactions with other people, our environments, our possibilities, and really ultimately ourselves. How do you view yourself? Do you view yourself in a positive light or a negative light? I was just hanging out with some girlfriends and we were talking about how like the things I thought about myself would I would never imagine in a million years would ever say that to someone else. Sometimes the harshest things that we consider about ourselves or even believe about ourselves are things that we would never wish upon another person. And that is also another reason why I thought this episode would be really important to touch on because I think that it really starts with awareness. To be able to take a step back, and that's why I do meditation because I think it's that training of the mind to become more of the observer, to become more almost detached from the thoughts that are going within my mind so that I'm able to be more objective in the things that are coming up and recognizing that not everything I think is absolutely to be true. You know, there's that one um, witness theory that talks about how there would be like 10 witnesses that watch the same exact thing occur, but everyone's going to have a different story about what actually happened. And it's because we're, perception is everything. How you perceive yourself and the world around you is going to largely decide if you feel like the world's against you or if you think the universe is working for you. And one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. And he talks about, he's like, when you make a decision to do something, the entire universe conspires to support you and help you. And there is this opportunity for us to be able to 
kind of unite with our world and the universal energy around us to be able to align ourselves with the situations, the moments that are going to propel us on that journey of why we're actually meant to be here. And that's my personal belief on it. And that is also why I believe what you're thinking and what how you view the world and what's going on around you is so critical. Have you guys, I can't think of what it's called now, I don't know why this is coming up, but it was, um, Amy Schumer was in it, and she was that girl in New York, and she was, like, the assistant, and she, like, got, like, mixed up or hit her head or something like that, and she, like, the way she saw herself, she, like, saw herself as a supermodel, and she was, like, walking around, like, just, like, feeling like she was working it, and everything in her life actually started to improve, and she started to attract, like, this great guy, and her, like, like, her confidence levels went up so much that the whole, her entire universe and everything around her shifted, and she looked the exact same, but the way she perceived herself in the environment that she was in changed. And having that confidence, I think, is one of the number one things that allows people to really live the life that they were destined to. And confidence usually is derived from how we view ourselves. And how we view ourselves is more likely kind of rooted in how we think about ourselves. And so I would urge you to be able to just take time to really think about and consider how do I view myself? What do I think about myself? And what are the thoughts that are circulating within my mind around my value, around my worthiness, and about my capabilities, and why I am here? And on average, humans think about 60 to 80,000 thoughts every day. That's a lot of thoughts. And about 80% of them repeat. So if you think about like neuroplasticity within your mind, those neural pathways that you're strengthening and reinforcing on a day-to-day -day basis are the ones that are gonna hold true within you and they're going to actually shift and change the way you feel in your body and the world and the relationships that you have in it. So becoming aware of what that like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day is going to make a huge difference on noticing the things that maybe we, we like brush off but are actually really impacting how we view ourselves and our circumstances that we're in. So Becoming aware, one of the ways I've done this is by meditation. Surprise, I just did an episode on meditation. Um, Prima, can you lay down on the ground? My dog's right here and she really wants to lay on the couch and here she comes. All right, well, and she's here. Um, <laughs> so there is, um, I just did an episode on meditation. And the reason why I did that was because that was my first opportunity where I really was able to create gaps within my thoughts. And also it allowed me the opportunity to recognize what thoughts I was having and if they were supporting preconceived notions I had about myself and about my like who I am and there was so much programming that has been like instilled in me as a child growing up about what I was capable of like who I was what I represented that I never really questioned them and so yoga gave me a chance to be able to like slow it down and really reevaluate and that also came during yoga teacher training and I had an incredible teacher Sylvia Mardini I've mentioned her before but she really was like what are you thinking about and what do you want to be thinking about is it supporting you are you like uniting with your highest self or are you letting your ego get involved and tear you down? And it's really easy to do that because like, you know, our brains are really hardwired to notice things that go wrong because it protects us. You know, if we're in the jungle, you know, thousands of years ago and there was like a tiger somewhere and we like recognized a few things like, damn well, you probably should remember that area so you don't go back there again. 
But nowadays, our brains are releasing that same amount of cortisol levels that we have with this in this fight and flight within our amygdala, that we're experiencing this state of fear when it's an email, when it's like a text message, when it's a um, you know post on social media. There's a whole array of things that are actually invoking the same amount of fear and kind of reaction, this fight or flight reaction within us. And it's not actually life or death. It's things that maybe we, our nervous systems are perceiving as life and death, but in actuality, we are safe. So teaching ourselves that we are safe and that we are grounded and that we are okay, I think is one of the most important things that we can actually ever do. And when you recognize the thoughts that you have around certain situations, see me like am i invoking fear within my life about a particular conversation like being ostracized is one of the things that humans fear most like if we don't feel like we're accepted and loved by the people around us like that's going to create a really stressful response within our nervous systems and so like but i think you like the amy schumer movie just bringing it back like there's also perception when it comes to these things. If you feel like someone's always giving you the side eye, but in actuality it's something that they have going on personally, are we not then like kind of creating the storyline in our minds that they hate us, but in actuality it's they just have their own shit going on? So it's perception. And being as present as possible has and like found through meditation, through yoga, creating gaps within my mind, being aware of my thoughts, being intentional about my thoughts. There was a period of time where if I even thought about anything, I would literally stop and be like, be here now. And I would tap back into presence. And I still try to do that, but like it's really difficult to like be 100% present all the time. So like no expectations on that. But when I was in that place, I wasn't actually thinking about anything, but I was engaging with and interacting with my environment as it was coming up. And I was using my intuition as a guide to be able to do that. And then I was so tapped in and so synced up with my intuition that I 100% trusted it in every moment. And then that was the tool I used to navigate life. And I would say I do that like probably like 60-40 now, like 60% of the time. But you know, when it comes to business or different things, like there is certain moments where I am in my head. But I do try to be aware of like the thoughts and if they're supporting my goals. Like am I organizing my calendar thinking about how I can generate more income or am I thinking about ways to engage with my social media audience or maybe even ways to engage with the people around me that I love so that I can reach out to them and I have a busier schedule so like time blocking that out is important for me to be able to organize and stay on top of it and then when I have that structure then I'm able to move more fluidly throughout the rest of my life. So I think presence is absolutely essential, but then having a certain amount of organization and actually using the thoughts and the things that are going through my mind as a tool to be able to become more organized, be more intentional about everything that I do do and the active, the going that I need to do or the active state that I'm in, that beta state, that I can be more fluid and more present while I'm doing those things. But first things first, you need to know what you're thinking about yourself. Like, when you view yourself in the mirror, what comes to mind? Do you think about the things that you don't like about yourself? Do you think about your past mistakes? Do you think about the things that you wish that you could change? The past was then, this is now. You can't change, like, recognizing what you can't have control over and what you don't have control over is so essential in this process because so much of what our thoughts stream around are things that we are absolutely not in control of. And that's like always what I like think about sometimes when I'm like nervously like 
randomly considered like scenarios of life that doesn't have any like connection to reality because it's not even anything that's actually occurring in front of me but it's just my thoughts and thinking about it or like creating scenarios of what could be and I recognize like do I have control over that is that important to what I'm doing right here right now and 99% of the time it's no and maybe there's like that 1% that's yes and then I will take a moment to reflect and be like, okay, I do have control over this. So what do I want to have occur? How do I want to remember this? How do I want to perceive this situation? And then I align it with my highest self and my highest good. So working on finding more awareness around that everyday life and your thoughts that are going through it. And even like writing them down, like what was I thinking about today? What came up? Journaling about this can have that accountability system so that you can track it. And really notice like what are reoccurring thoughts? How do I view myself? What do I think about my job? How do I view my relationships? And like being really honest about those things can allow you to, again, pick out the errors, the things that are fiction, the stories that we're creating and the facts of them. And being able to align ourselves with a more objective view of our lives so that when we are kind of inserting those other pieces, those subjective moments and thoughts and beliefs, that they can be reinforcing kind of what we're trying, the path that we're trying to navigate towards and that journey that we're on and where we're trying to be. And that can be done. It's like cognitive behavioral therapy is how I was taught this but it's like and it was like with addicts so it was about like replacing when they would normally smoke cigarettes to do other things and I think recognizing thoughts especially like a negative perception maybe like for example I used to think I was fat like I did I have like a ton of like body issues things that came up from when I was a kid and it was like if I don't have a six-pack I'm fat like that was just it like and, and it's like kind of harsh and I don't believe this anymore because it's obviously not fucking true but in my mind that's what it was and so unless I have a defined stomach I am not I'm fat I'm ugly and I shouldn't it shouldn't be seen I should hide myself and so this started when I was really young probably middle school and as I've gotten older as much as I've loved myself and been on this journey of really body awareness and body image and even like knowing like the principles of all of this and recognizing my power within it, there was always still something in the back of my mind that if I had fat on my stomach or if it wasn't perfectly fat or if it wasn't even, it wasn't that it was flat, I needed it to be defined. If it wasn't defined, then I was unworthy in some way. And I don't know where I learned that from, but what I recognize is how detrimental that was to my body image and my self-love and the amount that I actually like accepted myself, like body, like acceptance. And I kind of went through this phase where I was like, you know what? I love myself and like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do what I can to be fit. Cause I do like to be fit. I like to be active, but also like bloatedness, gut health. There's so many other things that play a factor in all of this. And so I just like, was like, you know what? I'm going to love myself and the body that I'm in today and whatever like however my body changes like it'll that will occur over time if I create a lifestyle that's supportive of me feeling healthy and if my stomach flattens out or if I get more defined then like so be it but if not like I'm not gonna let that be a hindrance to me feeling like I'm enough and so every time I would look at my stomach in the mirror I would say something positive about it so looping back around, replacing a negative thought pattern with something that you're actually trying to cultivate. So every time I look in the mirror, because I, I actually look at myself naked every day, it's like a big practice, it's like a self-love practice for me. I look at myself every day after I get out of the shower and I think about positive things that I like about my body. 
And so, and for a long time, I would really like hide my stomach or conceal it, or I'd be like, okay, I like these things, but you know, still got some work to do there. You know, that's the thought pattern I had. That's the belief I had about it. And I started intentionally looking at my stomach because I, you know, I was, the truth of the matter was, is I knew that I believed that about myself. So I wanted to say something positive about my stomach every time I saw it. Like I birthed the baby. Like that's big. Like I created life with my body. I um, gained weight and I've lost weight, but I'm still beautiful. Like I love the skin that I'm in. I love who I am. I love my body. Like it was so potent in like my journey to be able to fully accept myself. And you know, they fake it till you make it. Like I kept saying that until I absolutely fucking believed it. And the more that I leaned into that, the more I really like recognized like I ain't that bad looking, like, I'm looking pretty good, like, you know, girls, girls working on it, like, I'm doing my thing, like, I'm 35, like, I'm still, like, rocking it, like, I'm a mom bod, like, and I like my mom bod, I got bigger hips now, like, I got some things, you know, the girls aren't what they used to be, but that's all good, <laughs> but, like, those were the, that was the truth of it, you know, like, I had to kind of walk this walk to be, and talk this talk to be able to reinforce what I wanted to believe about myself, and that that was, I'm enough, that I am, I am a beautiful human, and that my body is strong, and that is worthy of being loved. And that's just one example, and this can apply to anything. And you can think about, like, I'm intelligent. So, like, if I, like, I used to be really self-conscious about, like, my grammar and spelling, because I'm a terrible fucking speller, and, um, and terrible with grammar. I don't know, it's, like, just obviously it was a point in time where I wasn't paying much attention in class. But, um, <laughs> and so I used to get super self-conscious when I'd have to write emails or if I'd have to speak in front of people. Like, I would, like, be super intentional about saying big words or certain things like that. And it was always this kind of belief within my mind that, like, I'm not intelligent, I'm not educated enough, I'm too, like, whatever. I'm too ghetto, or the way that I speak, I speak in slang, like it's a negative thing. And that people are not going to respect me if I don't speak in a more, like, refined sense. And that's just also simply not the case. And so I, like, went down this path where I was trying to be someone that I wasn't, but I wasn't speaking authentically. And because I wasn't speaking authentically, I felt like I wasn't being true, I felt like I was being fake. And then, like, that's what people are going to feel into. They're going to notice that just as much. Like, more or less, like, people don't remember what you say or the things that you wore. They remember the way that you feel. They made you, you made them feel. Maya Angelou. Like, they're going to remember, like, that feeling, the engagement, the eye contact, the genuine, like, personable, like, conversation that you had and being true. And I don't need to speak a certain way in order to be respected by my peers. And... That is like something like code switching is very prevalent within our culture, especially within America. And like to be able to like kind of turn it on when we're in white dominant like environments where there are certain social norms about how to speak and how to interact. And social norms are very much a real thing. And as much as we want to ignore it, there is implicit bias and racism around certain behaviors that really does like can be seen in a negative light. And I, as someone that grew up mixed, I was very cognizant of those because I grew up in a majority white high school. And me being able to come to terms with who I am, again, another form of self-acceptance, to be able to be who I truly was in all facets of the way, like that came along with it too. And to be able to like speak 
like authentically and truly and whatever that meant you know if I want to throw y'all in there sometimes I'll do it like if I want to like ain't like ain't like just say I'm gonna like there's certain things that I just say that I don't really think about and I recognize that I those are part of who I am and I'm going to be true to that so step two noticing a thought pattern that you have a negative thought pattern about yourself or maybe this is about um what you're capable of what kind of like how you can scale your business like whatever it is and replacing it with what you the opposite of that the positive affirmation that you're actually striving for and i've given a few examples feel free to reach out to me if you want clarity on this or even to be able to come up with something specifically for like a limiting belief that's been hindering you from really getting to that next level of who you are. Um, you know, I can go down the relationship route of being loved and accepted and really like, and like being able to find a partner that you feel like is aligned with your values and your beliefs and also what you want in life. That's a whole nother conversation. We can get into that another day, but there's a lot of our thoughts create our reality. So like, again, becoming aware of what those 80,000 thoughts are going through your mind and especially what's the 80% of them that are reoccurring every day and what are they supporting? And if you identify like two or three that you know that you really need to make it like you need to change in order to be happier with yourself and your life, like get real about that and actually fucking do something about it because the shift that you will experience by simply making those changes will be profound. I guarantee you it. Like if you really drill down and really start aligning yourself with how you like for with more love, more compassion, like your life will change for the better. And that's just something I feel really passionate about because it is literally everything in my life. Anytime I've ever gone through a difficult time is usually when I was living inauthentically and when I aligned myself with what I truly wanted and what my heart desired, I was able to create that within my life and I was able to just be a happier person because of it. And my thoughts had to match that too. Whatever pathways you want to strengthen, zero in on them. Every emotion and thought reinforces a pathway identify that identify the pathways you're creating in your life and choose which ones you want to strengthen like make a vision board create like affirmations that you repeat in the mirror every morning like look in the mirror and like say it 20 times and believe it look at yourself in the eye and believe that shit what are you trying to invoke within yourself what are you trying to cultivate how do you want to feel what life do you want Align your thoughts, your energy, your vibration, your frequency, every single thing about you has to be in alignment with that in order to create it. And then when that action happens, if you don't believe it's possible, then when the opportunity actually presents itself, you're like, this is too good to be true. This couldn't happen. I don't deserve this. This couldn't be possible. Well, the fuck it is. You can do whatever your heart desires. Believe in it. Align yourself with it. And let your thoughts reinforce that. It's not magic it's not spiritual shit it's neuroplasticity it's neural pathways it's fucking neuroscience and i want you to be able to have access to that so that you can become exactly who you're meant to be all right i'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me as always Farah, you can find me on instagram at Farachino at e-r-r-a-h-c-h-i-n-o and it's such a pleasure to have you here. If you have any thoughts about this, like concerns, 
worries, maybe even you want some tips or like to be able to really like work through some of these things, feel free to reach out. I'm sincerely happy to chat. I love talking about this. This is something I'm extremely passionate about. And I really just encourage you to just like shine some light on some areas within your mind and some things that, you know, no one's perfect. No, I don't, this is not a perfect science. I definitely have my moments, I definitely have my bad days. I definitely have moments where I'm like looking at something and I'm like, I am so not worthy of this, this is impossible. But then I'm like, okay, fair. what's that doing? What's that serving? Is that gonna help me get what I want? No, that's probably gonna give me all the reasons why I can't fucking have it. So instead, like looking at it from an honest perspective, an unbiased perspective, and being able to like kind of piece through what are the obstacles I'm going to have.